0: Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands together.
1: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your Put your hands
2: together. Put your hands Put your hands together. Put your hands together. your hands together. We are having, and we're doing it. We're having a real. We got a great uh, lineup of folks that are backstage. Pretty excited about some folks on the show tonight. Let's. You can clap for them. They can hear you. So if you want to, you can clap for them. I've had a really busy couple of days. I can't even tell you. I went to Denver for one night. Then I came back and I went to the FYF festival and I uh, allowed. Um, 22 uh, year old sweat to enter each of my pores individually <laughs> that is a real who here has been to like a music f- okay well first of all who's 22 clap if you're 22 okay couple people clap if you have been 22 but are no longer okay that's some people are there people who are not yet 22 where's the okay alright couple of those people as well Um, yeah, nice. That's okay. There's no shame. We're just the age we are, so don't feel stressed. I don't mean to, that wasn't like a, you know, why did you choose to be this age that you are? Because of time, you know? I don't, hey, I don't want to blame you for time, you know what I mean? Time after time, we just are the age we are, is what I think was said by Cyndi Lauper in the movie Romy and Michelle's High School Union, also. Um... Yes. So, no, you're just the age you are, but I, I, uh, it's, it's been a minute since I was 22. J- just, I'm, t- I'm, a, I'm 22 and one minute old. Uh, but it's been a teeny minute, and I forgot that you are... What a serious amount of, uh, you know, just excitement for nothing. You know what I mean? Just excitement... For just 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 a mud ball, that the FYF Fest is an outdoor music festival here in Los Angeles. that's just in a dirt pile, and I mean, really cool bands play. But then, like, uh, 22-year-olds are just we're just in a dirt pile. You know, like I could tell that they were as excited about being in a dirt pile as they were about the bands. <laughs> play whatever you want. We're in a dirt pile. We're excited about it. We didn't even have to drive to Coachella, wherever that is. I don't know where that is. It's in, I think, also the desert. Around here, somewhere, even. Uh, so that was a thing. I went to the Dodgers game last night. I went to, uh, to see uh, oh, one, one sports fan. Um, not a huge surprise. We are at the UCB theater watching stand-up comedy. So I didn't, I didn't actually assume that most people were going to be like, you know, uh, what do they say? Charge! Uh, they're like, kick off, or whatever they say. Um... I know stuff about sports, but I don't know a ton about baseball, but it was... Guys, I did find a veggie dog, so you know what I mean? That's what Los Angeles does to you. You can go to a baseball stadium, and still you can be like, excuse me, where are your uh, veggie... The woman, actually, the awesome part was that there are a lot of vegetarians in this city, but when I was like, I'll take two veggie dogs, please, she went like... All right. And then she turned around and walked into, like, a back room. Like, they weren't even in the place where the rest of the food was. (laughs) They were just in, like, a shame casket or whatever. (laughs) Get two of those things we have poisoned for idiots that shouldn't survive. Two of those, please. (laughs) But I feel good about it. Uh, Also happening tonight, uh, not only a great, a great, great show, uh, but also, I'm gonna ask you guys for a little favor. Uh, People here that have come, who's been to to see the show before? Who's been to see? (laughs) the show before. I'm your host every week and my name is Cameron Esposito and I probably should have said that earlier. Uh, But hi, great to see you guys. Yes, one more. You can clap for me. Yeah. (laughs) It's a really fun show. We get an, a lot of awesome talent. We also put the show out as a podcast so if you're here, you know you, you could also, you know, you could go home and then re-list. You could find yourself on there and it'll be a, kind of like an, you know, what an art experience that'll be for you to uh, kind of sort of isolate your own laughter and kind of remove the other tracks around you just to kind of really get a template for what you think is funny. Like, oh, I was putting in that 22-year-old dirt pile material and kind of find that out about yourself. But I'm also uh, I'm just trying to get a little bit of a clean tape uh, because I am also stand up comic other places besides this, and I'm trying to get a uh, tape that I can use for some uh, to to submit to some television shows. And I only say this because it's going to be weird because I'm like hosting and being all loose and goofy, and then I'm just going to pretend like none of this has happened, and I'm going to come out and just do and uh, just do a little short set for you guys right now. And what I would just ask is. Uh, you know that you understand that i'm just a human person and you hold my you hold my fate in your very hands you know and look at how much effort and i'm even sweating but i wore like a kind of a light colored thing so who's to know you know and certainly not executives and uh <laughs> So what I would ask is, now that I've warmed you up a little bit, what I'm going to ask is that you guys just kind of open your hearts and that we just do like a, where I'm just going to try and do like a clean set and you guys can feel free to let it affect you as much as you want. I mean, you don't have to be crazy, but I don't want you to feel like you, oh, you know, er- earlier she didn't win me over. I want you to feel one, you know, already, even if I haven't, just round it up to that and just feel good about me. You know what I mean? Take into your hearts the, this is a, you know, a human moment you can get you can get Omar right off the streets. I'm watching The Wire right now, and for the first time, this is that moment, you know what I mean? Bubs, and then the drugs, that's me. But I'm, I'm Bubs, and you're drugs. You guys are drugs. Or not drugs, you're an apartment. You know what I mean? You're a real apartment, and we can do this together. What, people don't remember The Wire from 18 years ago? Okay, so are we ready? We're just gonna pretend like this is a normal thing. I do this. This feels like this should be what happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, guys. Let's hear for me. Oh, hooray. I'm so glad to see you guys. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to see you. I will tell you that this has been a huge year for me. You guys are meeting me in, like, a really huge year in my life. In the last year, I've moved to Los Angeles, moved to Los Angeles from Chicago, and I'm still, oh, thank you, oh my God, thank you for welcoming me to your city, that's very nice of you. I, it's a little, I'm still uh, nervous about some things, I'm nervous about tank tops, I don't know how to wear them, because uh, everybody's tank top in this city is baggy and tight at the same time, stressful, trying to figure out what kind of body type would really be able to pull that off, somebody that only eats cigarettes and sad dreams, I think the L.A. diet of cigarettes and sad dreams. Getting used to it, getting used to There's some things I miss about Chicago. I miss, uh, I miss public transit. Oh, God, I miss it so much. Because there's always that one moment, you know? There's always that one moment. Every time you ride, like the bus or the train, you just look around, everybody else riding with you, and you just think to yourself, oh,
1: I'm doing all right.
2: I'm wearing my pants on my legs. And that woman is wearing her pants on her arms. And I don't say that to shame her, just noticing the difference. Just noticing the difference. So it's been a big year, I moved. I also recently got engaged. I got engaged last month. I got engaged. Yes. And as you can tell by my haircut, I will be marrying a woman. the forefront of a social justice issue and I am your hero. Uh, California, you are welcome for the work I am doing in my uh, marriage. Really excited about it. Never thought that I would be able to get married. I just never thought that because I didn't know I was gay but... Like I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. That's why I didn't know. I grew up in like a, I grew up in a suburb where like, it would have been easy, as easy for me to realize I was a leprechaun as it would have been for me to realize I was gay. Like gays and leprechauns were for parades. (laughs) With special hats and buckles, you know what I mean? It's like, it wasn't a thing you could be in your life. I didn't know, like how many days a week do you guys think a suburban girl should wear a coonskin cap? (laughs) I say that because I've always been like this. Like, there was no change. Like, I was a little gay kid, but I didn't know. Like, And I wore a coonskin cap. Like, if you said zero, I went with seven days a week. Seven days a week. Still sort of wearing one, technically. Still sort of wearing one. I love my hair. I love this side mullet. I love it so much. Because it really conveys all the ways I want to be powerful in our world. Do you know what I mean? I can be like, I can kind of say like, I can kind of go like, oh, oh, my God. (laughs) This mattress is so heavy. <laughs> well, you care. You know, I can do that. And then I can get real aggressive. <laughs> Just kind of degenerate. on out of there. In high school, I dated the captain of my football team. Like, I tried to date men. I, tried, I, I, dated like, I dated like a man, you know, like he was a captain of the... And I was the mascot of that football team. Hold that in your heart. Hold it if you can. Like, I was a giant red bird. So he would score a touchdown, and I would flap my little bird arms the appropriate number of points, and then he'd kiss me on my little plastic cheek. Our high school class voted us couple most likely to live happily ever after. <laughs> Which is what happens when you go to Catholic school. I didn't know because I just thought that, like, all women... I just thought all women wanted to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer with their boyfriend and then have their boyfriend go right home. Like, that's how I felt. That's how I thought we all felt. Just go right home and I want to have sleepovers with my best friends. (laughs) We'll put your football uniforms on and tackle each other just to see So now that I've reached this part in my life, I feel so good. finally, my gender is reflected in my haircut and general attitude, my gender of course, being fighter pilot. I feel so good, I love my hair, I love my bot I love like the I love the life i'm leading, you know and I, and I love the woman that i'm going to marry I'm so excited, you know and and I, there's still some things to figure out. You know, it's an unchart- it's uncharted territory. What are we gonna a- wear, people ask? What are we gonna wear? Two denim dresses, obviously. <laughs> two denim dresses. And if I could leave you with anything, it would just be that, just a visual of two women, side mullets touching. Just denim dresses. sitting down watching Buffy and never going home. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm Cameron Esposito. Oh you guys, thank you. I really, really appreciate that. You guys were such an awesome crowd. And I also another moment. We've got such a great lineup tonight and I'm so, so happy that each of these people could be here. This first comic, she has a great podcast that is called The Dork Forest. I will be a guest on that show, I believe, next week, so check that out. Also, right now, let's hear for
3: Jackie Cation, guys. Give it up for Jackie. Cameron Esposito, you guys. She will. She'll be uh, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, uh, her dorkdom, lesbians in the media. Shocking. (laughs) All right. uh, I uh, just came back from my high school reunion, the first one I've ever been invited to, eh? because I'm very hard to find. I've had a website since the beginning of the Internet. But they've never uh, contacted me before. And what, uh, you wonder to yourself, what reunion was it? My millionth. I am 100 years old. And so, but here's the weird thing. I'm from a little factory town outside of Milwaukee, and uh, I don't even know the... The people I went to high school with are perfectly nice people. That's what I find out. That's what you find out when you go to your high school reunion is that it wasn't them. It was never them. It was always me. It was always me. Yeah, I was a weirdo. And, uh, you know, in most comics, of course, it's just a parade of Asperger's victims anyway, but it's fine. Just fighting a wind of autism. Anyway, but the... So I was the biggest mess as a child, right? And so they've all turned out to be perfectly nice men and women who are either boring or not boring or interesting or assholes. I mean, they're just people, right? I mean, they're not intimidating at all. And even the cool ones were like, oh, whatever. And that guy probably works for the CIA. And that's weird. But uh, the weird town that I'm, I'm from, Wisconsin. And then I'm from a factory town in Wisconsin. And there's no way... This really, first of all, uh, the icebreaker night, it was two nights. Two nights of hanging out with people that I don't, have never, anyway. But uh, So night one was Friday, and we met at in South Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's south of Milwaukee. It's not, whatever. It's its own town. We have our own water treatment plant. Who gives a shit? Anyway, but the, uh, it's its own town. It's a small, and uh, the weird, okay, so the first night of the icebreaker is at uh, a dive bar, ambitiously called the Gourmet House in South Milwaukee, owned by my cousin, Mark Cation. And uh, the next night is, uh, is when uh, we, we have steam table food and we mill around with a keg, because it's been a million years and we're all adults and we can't sit down and have like waiters bring us food and beverages like Christians. Uh, for some reason, we have to mill around a fucking keg 30 years later and just go, what's going to happen? And uh, I hope we don't run out. I should probably... Have. And so and the whole thing... And, uh, but it was called the Oak Manor that was all, it was not a manor either and, uh, but my favorite, my favorite moment, this sums up South Milwaukee, Wisconsin and where I went to high school and where I live and all of, all of it in one sentence Cindy Chubakowski, that's right, the Polish Chubacabra uh, who I went to high school with, Cindy Chubakowski one of the greatest names in the world is talking to Stefan Zegarowicz I went to high school with a lot of Poles, a lot of Polish people telling each other a lot of Polak jokes and ribbing each other a lot And uh, so uh, The dumbest And so Cindy Chubakowski I'm walking by her She's half in the bag Already Already it's like nine And uh, She's like Yeah my daughters are going to pick me up They're 17 And I was like South Milwaukee is two miles square Where do you live? And she's like Oh three blocks from that way It's like are you planning on passing out in between those three blocks why does your daughter have to come pick you up creepy and uh but it was fine so i walk by and i hear her passionately say to stefan zigerowitz my favorite band will always be foreigner and you're like it just sums up an entire generation and it's not that Foreigner is bad. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Cold as Ice or, or Jukebox Hero or whatever the hell they sang. Uh, so, but it was, yeah, Jukebox Hero. You're familiar with it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, there's no joke there. That's just me telling you that story. <laughs> that just happened. That just happened. And I, I strong-armed my way uh, into a free hat. Uh, South Wonky Rockets, go Rockets! Okay, and then uh, and then oh, see. Okay, so I'm not political. My father uh, recently said to me. So do people know that you're a big pinko commie? And I'm like, Dad, to explain my social. I'm not. First of all, I don't do political comedy because while I always have an opinion, I don't always have all of the information. And I know it isn't stopping anyone else. But uh, but so I decided I'm gonna dip my toe in. Here we go. Let's talk gun control. Here's the thing. I love guns. I love them. I love guns. As a child, I loved guns. Uh, we all love guns. Have you shot a gun? It's fucking awesome. Uh, so I get it. And everyone I grew up with, they all hunted, and I was like, we didn't hunt. We didn't have guns. My father isn't a gun person. He is an irritate-you-until-you-punch-him person. That's his... That's his. It's a line that he has to draw on the sand. How far can he button-push you until you punch him in the face? And it's a learned skill, which means that my father has been punched in the face. Okay, so... But he's not a gun guy. He never had a gun. And I love guns, and so I use all my guns uh, in... Uh, fictionally, right? You know, I play a little time crisis or some, you know, Terminator Salvation. I can't own a gun. Like, I have friends who sleep with a pistol underneath their pillow and i'm like princess in the p cannot sleep with something under my pillow first of all second of all here's what would happen if i owned a gun this is not a gazelle i would shoot myself if i owned a gun <laughs> most likely scenario second scenario i have a gun there is a home invasion by the way it is more likely that you will be attacked by a shark than someone will invade your home i made that up <laughs> resonated, didn't it? Didn't it feel true? Yeah. So, um... But here's what would happen if I had a gun and someone invaded my home and I pointed the gun at them. My theory is they would take the gun from me and beat me to death with it. (laughs) And I didn't... Okay, so here's... My, my dad, uh, when I was a child, did buy a gun at one point because he was in a poker game that you had to have a gun to be in a game because there was a lot of... you. He, he played poker with dirt bags, and uh, there was a lot of money on the table and they were like, just in case somebody steals all the money, comes in to rob the game, everybody's got to have a gun to be in the game. So my dad says, I bought a gun. I bought a gun. You want to see the gun? And again, it's already been established. Children love guns. I was 11. Uh, children love guns, right? Every day they shoot themselves and each other, right? Right, right. Too soon? Yeah, yeah. Every day it's too soon because you should lock up your fucking gun. Okay, so um, the uh, I'm 11. We go out to the garage because it's in his trunk. He opens his trunk. He opens a jewelry box for matching derringers. He has got two 22 derringers that look like keychains. And I ask him the questions that maybe you're thinking yourselves. First of all, are they real? And he says, Yeah, yeah. You can't shoot them though uh, because they lose half their value. Question number two, do they count in the game where you have to have a gun to be in the game? And he goes, yeah, yeah, they count, but uh, they made fun of me, but they count. Okay. Third question, the real question, what happens if somebody tries to rob the game? What are you going to do with a gun that you're not allowed to fire? And this is where my father is sometimes the sanest man in the room, because he said, why do I have to shoot anybody? Everybody else has a gun. (laughs) And not realizing, and then here's the punchline. Thank you. Okay, so uh, uh, not realizing that everybody else brought novelty weapons as well. Like some guy had a blunderbuss and a flintlock and a t-shirt gun and a wrist rocket. Okay, thanks a lot, you guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. Guys, Jackie Cation. One more time for Jackie.
2: Oh, man, I am so excited about this next performer. I'm so glad we uh, we got her on the show. She's just one of my favorites in the whole world. Uh, you might have seen her on The Daily Show, or you might have heard her little voice on Bob's Burgers. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, right now, please welcome Kristen Schaal. Let's hear from for Kristen. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Kristen, thank you so much for doing the show, first of all. Oh, you're welcome. Um, how, how is it going in L.A.? So you moved here when from New York? Not um, that long a ago. A year ago. A year ago. I yeah. came out like kind of the same time-ish. Mm-hmm. How are you doing so far? Well, I love Los Angeles. I love it, too. Yeah. And you are, by the way, may I say, killing it on Bob's Burgers. Thank you. I love the show, and I love you on it. Ah, uh, is that very fun to do? It's very fun. <laughs> I can't
4: lie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what else do you got going on right now? Um, Well, I'm doing this tour... Um, the oddball tour with Dave Chappelle, absolutely, and play the concourse.
2: I've, I've seen and heard tell of this via yes. the
0: internet. Yes, it's when is then. that happening? Well, we did Texas this weekend, awesome. and next weekend we're going east to like very random places, okay. like random in the geography of them. Um, so it's five
2: weekends. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we have listeners in some of those cities, and whatever they happen to be, and yeah. they will know themselves because I'm sure. It's a big old deal. How was Texas? Was it fun? Yeah, Texas was great. You guys were where were you? Um, uh, Austin, Houston, Dallas. You're a jet-setting gal this month, and in fact, even tonight <laughs> you're gonna go hit another show. I'm gonna, gonna go, go with the hit the pleasure chest the next and- show. <laughs> you're make a laugh between a bunch of. <laughs> My favorite thing. Look for this. Is there's like a frozen ice luge uh-huh. that's the shape of a woman's body so you can just go ahead and take a body shot off of a fake ice and woman. I had to get over there immediately. Yeah. Get out of here. Go And ahead. you babysat my friend Isn't that from the best thing. That, that is They that is that is said they visited you yeah.
4: and uh
2: and then Yeah, I was the nanny for your college roommate's kid. Firstborn. That's how it is. That's yeah that's comedy. And now <laughs> that's comedy. Guys Kristen Scholl, one more time for Kristen Shaw. Oh yeah. So far, right? So far, two awesome comics. Hey, uh, awesome special treat. We got a friend of the show who came by this week. We love it when he stops by. We're so happy he's here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear from Mr. Bob Odenkirk. Give it up for Bob.
4: What is this book? He did, we have a book coming out. Me oh wait, people. I'm
2: just gonna put this right. Hi. Hi. This is we're. I'm Cameron. Dustin. Hey. And we're. Should, this should just go on the... Do you want to be on oh, a you're podcast? Oh, you podcasting? Sure. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm Dustin Marshall, uh, the, the founder of feralaudio.com. I oh. have a podcast network.
2: Hey, Dustin. Yeah. Heard of your work. Yeah. And what's the book? Let's uh, it's called
0: book. Hollywood Said No, and it's a, a bunch of
4: sketches. and Well, it's two screenplays that David and I and Brian Posehn wrote nice. that never got made. They're from, like, 15 years ago, but they're still funny and crazy and intense, and, and then there's a couple sketches in there, too.
2: Yeah, Awesome. So and that's-
4: it's all stuff that was written 10 to 15 years ago, and it's funny. We wouldn't put it out if it wasn't. We got a guy to do storyboards for one of them, Mike Mitchell, a great artist, and we got—and uh, then he, Dustin did the book on audio. Oh, that's CD. great! Man. And we
0: got the Mister Show cast together. Oh. We read it. He put music in, sound effects.
2: Awesome! So, where can folks find that?
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be up uh, when it comes out. You probably get through Amazon or Audible or something where oh, like great. you can find audiobooks. But so Bob's also on this like one podcast written by another Mister Show guy named Eric Hoffman. So you can think of it kind of like it's like. It's like a, it's kinda of like a radio play, but it's the actors kind of performing the scenes and we do fun things where they like they break off and kinda of improvise a bit. And then you have just like movie sound effects behind it. So uh, yeah, we like brought the Lost Mr. Show movies to life the best we could for the audiobook. Yeah. So and Hollywood said no. And
2: is there also a physical copy of the book? Oh yeah, well? the
0: book's being
4: sold in
2: stores awesome. starting on
4: September 10th.
2: Well dudes, that's all I need. Okay. Good, good. luck. So, Up yeah. top. Where to, right. to go? Where to go? Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Guys, Bob Mountaintime, one more time. so fun when he stops by hey how's it so how is the show going so far how is the show going so far for you i like your sparkle oh it's uh do you need some help maybe we will is she with uh let's maybe ria butcher yep. go over there i got it thank you um okay awesome round of applause for that gal she's working it out Happens to the best of us and it hurts really bad. <laughs> Please, uh, Rhea, make sure she's okay and call police if they need to be. Okay, this is good. This is great. <laughs> well, you know what? It was going to be tough for uh, somebody to follow Bob Odenkirk, but not after this. <laughs> so now we just feel comfortable. As an audience, we just feel... We feel pretty fucked up right now, I think <laughs> pretty sad. It's just the ups and downs of being a human being. You be a celebrity on television, you can hurt yourself. These are the things that we have in our lives, you know? So it's tough. I ble- she's going to be okay. Whew. That's actually the first time this ever happened to me. Uh, so I don't know, I don't mean, I just mean I don't know what to... Because I don't want to be cruel and just be like, moving on! I don't know what to do, you know? Because like, I'm not sure if we should... Should we all take a... Like, you know in sports? <laughs> do we take a knee until she fi- we find out she's okay? I feel... I don't know what to do in this situation. Um, I feel pretty... Is she... Is anybody with her? Does she have any pals? Oh, oh, pals. Oh, the pals went. All right. Okay, good. Phew. Okay, that's good. That's great. What if she was just alone, you know what I mean? And then I was like, no, I'm probably just going to stay on stage. You're on your own. You know, that would be kind of cruel. And then, you know, or like, I don't know, what if she was like somebody in the industry and like, that was my big break. (laughs) I'm glad she has a buddy. I think we're going to be okay. I think, I'm glad she... Thanks for reassuring me about the pal. And I don't know if she can still hear us, but we'll send love. Let's just clap and send her love one more time. All right. We are going to keep... Hey! Hey! Are you guys ready for more hilarious comedy? I know our hearts are with her, and our minds are still going to... We're still going to laugh. Uh, that's what she would want us to do. I really think if she were here... She would want this uh, for us and for these next comics. And uh, this, this next comic is a good friend of mine. He's in Chicago, and he's in town just visiting. This is his first time on the UCB stage. So we're going to welcome him with, like, open arms and la- uh, laugh and clap our heads and faces off. We're going to put our hands right together, like the title of the show instructs. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, right now for Maddie Ryan. Let's hear it for Maddie Ryan.
0: One more time for cameras, that's you guys, and for the injured player that just left us. Give them a round of applause. You can, you can do it. Give it. There we go. Awesome. So, uh, I learned something about myself recently on the internet. Uh, Google took some creative liberties that kind of put a mirror in front of my face and made me learn about myself. Uh, okay, so like, I don't know what kind of algorithm Google utilizes to like, compile your search entries to determine what they advertise to you on the side. Like, mostly it's just directly related to what you searched for, but sometimes it's not. And I don't know how they figured that out. But what I do know is that two weeks ago, Google suggested that I take an online autism test. <laughs> well played, Google. Bold move, my friends. Kind of stepping out of the comfort zone of throwing out, like, Amazon ads, stepping into the territory of just snap-diagnosing me with a crippling mental disorder. All I wanted to know in the specific search in question was how many moons could fit inside the Earth. Uh, pretty simple question, I thought. To which Google obliged and then subtly suggests that it may have a series of complex disorders in regards to my brain development. <laughs> They're just like, well, anywhere from 39 to 46 moons, depending on how you stack them. Also depends if you're going by density or shape. But hey, buddy, big guy, real quick, over here. Maybe call someone, okay, pal? Talk to a professional, get a hug from a grown-up. Nobody Googles this shit, you fucking lunatic. So right after that happened, I was taking an online autism test. <laughs> I was like halfway through this test and I started to think it was a trick. And then I was like, wait a minute. What if this test is designed to make you think it's a trick and that's how they know you have fucking autism? (laughs) And I realized what I was experiencing was just paranoia about having autism, not actual autism. And then I came across a question that just completely threw me off the scent of whatever I was onto in the first place. Quite possibly the coolest question I've ever been asked or made aware of in my whole life. The question was, do you frequently obsess about building and setting traps? (laughs) (laughs) Coolest question. Like, at first I was like, (laughs) no, and then my second immediate follow-up thought was just like, oh my god, you idiot, why haven't you been thinking about this? We've been building traps this whole time, setting them all over the town. God damn it! So yeah, I won the test, you guys. Uh, I have autism now. Pretty sure that's how you win tests, right? And they give you autism? I think so. Me and, uh, me and my girlfriend, I don't like calling them argument. I, sometimes we'll get into what I like to call realies. I don't like calling them arguments. I like them like reallys. Argu- I, we get in arguments, but like if they're not an argument, I like to call them realies. Sometimes we'll get into those. Uh, well, she'll like catch me accidentally like looking at a girl that's walking by and she'll be like, really, I'm like, I'm sorry, I love you. But she, here's the thing. She... <laughs> She does it too, but she's much more subtle about it. And like, She's admitted to this that she does it all the time and I just don't catch her and she'll like, be like much more shady. She'll wait and like go talk to one of her girlfriends in the bathroom about some dude. Like, I don't know what they talk, like, ooh girl, I bet he dick thick as fuck. <laughs> or like, whatever girls say. Pretty sure that's what they say. Also not sure why I made my girlfriend into a large black man on that joke. <laughs> as a creative choice. I actually just, I wish you would talk to me a little bit more like that. Like a little bit, objectify me a little bit. You know, I wish like all girls would hit on me at bars the way like assertive, confident black gentlemen hit on women at bars. I don't don't think I just speak for myself. I think I speak for all men when I say it It would just be so much more fun being out drinking at bars and every girl that came up to you was like, yeah, what's up with you, plaid shirt? All right, yeah, what that, ginger ass. "Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you tall too. I'll like that. I'll like that tall-ass, ginger-ass motherfucker. I'm going to ride you like a carnival ride with that red clown-ass, her. Okay? Yeah, I'm going to call you clown-ass, alright? Fuck around make you a funnel cake and shit, you know what I'm saying? You want to play some carnival games, huh? Clown-ass? Want to shoot the water in the clown's mouth? We use are a water pistol, We are using a thick-ass dick! That'd just be way more fun. I would much more enjoy drinking. All girls talk to me about that. Uh, me and my girlfriend live together though and we, uh, we actually just moved to a new apartment uh, a couple months ago and we, we, I did the same thing that I always do when I move into a new apartment which is I, I like look in weird places like, like above cabinets or like the top shelf of closets like trying to find some kind of cool like fucking treasure that one of the previous tenants may have left behind. It never works. It's usually like a boot or like nine diapers. It's like never anything cool. <laughs> New apartment, however, not the case because in one of the closets I found a hatchet and it is my new favorite thing in this whole goddamn world. I never knew how bad I needed or wanted something until I found this super sweet hatchet. Like I could have bought one for like 20 bucks. I had no idea how sick they were. Like, I don't know if you've ever done this at home with your hatchets. Uh, you wake up in the morning and you make some coffee and while you're waiting for the coffee to brew, you just hatchet an apple right in half. But I'm never cutting apples any other way for the rest of my life. For sure, I wanted to throw it every knife in the entire apartment. My girlfriend was not on board with that. She's like, really, you can't like cut a frozen pizza with a hatchet, idiot. I was like, you want a fucking bet? <laughs> that resulted in a bit of a stalemate because neither of us would admit defeat. I was like, boom, pizza's cut, babe. Pizza party time. Uh, she said it looked like somebody threw it into a ceiling fan. <laughs> I ate the pizza, I won the bet. It's was delicious. I have used it on food, which I know is disgusting. It's like this rusty hatchet I found in an apartment. <laughs> I know, it's gross. I have used it on food that I've then put in my mouth. But after I've used it on food, I've then washed it like a dish. And then when I'm done washing it, I put it in the drying rack with all the other dishes. Which my girlfriend really hates. And the other day, she's on her way home from work and she texted me. She's like, hey, I'm coming home with two girls from work. We're going to have some wine. Can you please make sure your fucking hatchet isn't in the dish rack again? Can't believe I've ask you this. So I went and made sure that the hatchet was in fact not in the dish rack. So when her and these two girls came into the house, mind you, I've never met these girls before, they come in, I'm doing dishes at the sink in the kitchen, just wearing my hatchet, holstered through my belt right here. Which my girlfriend did not appreciate. Not even a little bit. Cause then she had explained to these two strange girls that her boyfriend is a crazy person, has been obsessed with this hatchet he found in a closet two weeks ago, pretending he's living in a Gary Paulson novel, which I wish I was. The first, the first day I found it when, after we moved in I slept with a hatchet right next to my bed and I laid awake for like a couple hours like praying that someone would break into my house <laughs> just so I could fend them off with my hatchet like even if you're used to breaking houses it could be like your fourth house of the night you have a gun, you're ready to go and some dude just comes out of the darkness wielding a hatchet you're just gonna be like oh alright uh, I'm, I'm just gonna go I think it's, you seem to have this under control see what your neighbors are up to hopefully they are sans hatchets that's what I want for my intruder experience though. Instead of like having to like, fight some guy at my place, just like put him in his own psychological thriller and just scare him until he leaves my apartment. It's like hear somebody break in and just put on a cloak and just hide in the shadows with my hatchet. Just yell riddles or some kind of weird shit out of the darkness, I don't know. Just be like, come here the scoundrel! Step forth and show thyself! If it's a fight you've come looking for, you've come to the right place. Before Warn Thieves, traps lay around every corner here. I have fucking autism! That'll do it for me, guys. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the rest of the show.
2: Mr. Matty Ryan, guys! Let's hear it from Okay, we have a little update. First of all, Maddie was hilarious. Uh, Second of all, I think she's getting nice. She's getting nice on her knee. She hurt her knee. We're all with her. We're all with her and we believe in her. We are also, we still have great show ahead of us. I don't know how to, is this what we're supposed to be doing? (laughs) Yes, we are. We've got three great comics. I'm so excited all of them are here. Uh, this next dude, he's a New York guy. He was just on the John Oliver stand-up show. I knew he was coming to town. Love him. So glad to have him. Let's hear right now from Mr. Joe Zimmerman, guys. Give it up.
5: Thank you so much. It's uh, good to be here at UCB. I actually live in um, fear, so it's just good to get out. <laughs> My last name is Zimmerman. I'm not happy about it. No relation to George. People are like, is it hard being a Zimmerman? It's, it's annoying. People are like, oh, nice to meet you. You know what you remind me of immediately is just um, racial tension. And um, a flawed justice system. Okay, well, good thing first impressions aren't everything, so I guess I'm okay. I have a Panera Bread card. The lady who looked at my card, she goes, your real name, Joe Zimmerman. It's Panera Bread. I'm like, I didn't change it to that for Panera. You go to Starbucks, can I get a name for your cup? It's Hitler. It's not my real name. I just like attention, but the wrong kind. (laughs) Uh, I'm on a universe kick. I was watching a documentary that was like, the human brain can't even comprehend the size of our own galaxy. There are over 200 billion stars just in the Milky Way. 200 billion stars in the Milky Way? If you'd asked me to guess how many stars, I probably would have been like, thousand. (laughs) And then if you were like, no, higher, I'd probably have been like, thousand (laughs) forty. Higher. Two hundred billion means I would have been off by about two hundred (laughs) billion. Which is more than the brain can comprehend to be off by. Whenever I hear that, I just get pissed at my own brain. I'm like, come on, dude, grasp. <laughs> my brain's like, I'm trying. <laughs> well, try harder, damn it. Can we go back to Instagram? <laughs> this hurts. <laughs> New telescopes say there might be 200 billion planets in the Milky Way. 200 billion planets, too? My brain's like, Nuh-uh, they took away Pluto, remember? (laughs) It's it's one less. (laughs) Shut up, brain, you're embarrassing me. (laughs) Mm, I'm sorry, boss. Uh I didn't have any religion as a kid. First girl I dated, I was 13. She goes, What's your denomination? And I was like, Green Party. (laughs) Because I was a hippie. And I didn't know what denomination meant. She goes, no, what were you baptized as? And I was like, I don't think I was. And she
1: goes,
5: (gasps) I was like, oh, shit. Am I going to hell? Are you going to break up with me? What's going on? She goes, well, you can still go to heaven, but you won't get to see God's eyes. (laughs) And I was just like, I remember being like, are his eyes cool? Like, what's? Wouldn't they just be eyes? I didn't have a Google as a kid, so I used to daydream about meeting God and his eyes would be pixelated, which is frustrating. (laughs) Welcome to heaven, Josie, my man. Why are your eyes censored? Are your eyes boobies? If so, I regret not getting baptized. <laughs> no, Joe Zimmerman. My eyes aren't boobies. They're corporate logos. <laughs> mm. Aren't you sad you don't know which ones? Nike swooshes? No, but I wouldn't tell you. You weren't baptized. McDonald's arches? No. No but I wouldn't tell you either way Steve Jobs apples? No Why'd you sound different on that one? Ah, pickle sticks They're apples Bill Gates is the devil That was a weird joke, God Speaking of angels, I came across Chris Angel's phone number. Don't ask me how. I'm not saying it was legal. I hang out in the green room with a lot of famous people who leave their phones laying around. And A is the first name that comes up in the context if you scroll through. Chris Angel, I was like, I would need this number. And I don't know if you've ever gotten a celebrity's phone number, but like, it is mind-boggling. To think what you're gonna do with it. I couldn't think of anything. So I just gave up and wrote a dumb Facebook post. It was like, hey, if anybody wants Chris Angel's number, I got it. Uh, no comments, two likes. Not my best status. You know what I mean? But three hours later it gets crazy. All of the numbers in my phone disappeared I'm making this up I was like holy shit he is talented and I went into the phone store I was like hey all my numbers are gone can you help me out I have backup assistant and she goes did you delete your numbers and I wanted to tell her that celebrity magician Chris Angel had I decided not to say that She goes, did you accidentally delete your numbers, maybe? Um, If there's a button on my phone that accidentally deletes everything, could you remove that from my phone? That's what I would call a bad button. She goes into her computer, she goes, okay, looks like all your numbers were deleted, and then backup assistant saw that you had no numbers, and it backed that up.
1: (laughs) It
5: backed up nothing? Yeah, that's how it works. Unfortunately, it backs up what you have, and at the time of the backup, you had nothing. Okay, well, just a heads up, that is a horrible product. That'd be like getting a burglar alarm, and as soon as you get robbed, it's like, I guess this new guy owns the place. Cool. Welcome. Welcome. I went home defeated, but I still had Chris Angel's number on a napkin. Put it back in my phone, and for about a day, the only number in my phone was celebrity magician Chris Angel. And in hindsight, that's the day I wish I'd been murdered. So he'd have to get that phone call from the detective. angel? Do you know Joseph Zimmerman? No, never heard of him. Well, he was just murdered, and you're the only person in his phone. Do you want to change your story, Mr. Angel? And somewhere up in heaven I'd be like, mind freak! Hey guys, I'm Joe Zimmerman. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the show.
2: I threw that on the floor. Oh man. Okay, yes. I feel like we're still doing well. How we're uh I'm just gonna say like uh up up top to the how's it uh hmm, who seems like a ooh, he's, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, how was your day today? Pretty lazy. Pretty lazy? What'd you do? Sat around the house, came here. Oh my god.
1: <laughs>
2: I like your priorities. Did you eat in there at all or just like
1: NOTHING TOL the SHOW
2: <laughs> What'd you say? I got some food before I came. You got some food before you came? What'd you have? Uh, some Spanish food. Ooh, some Spanish food. Well, this is very interesting that you bring this up because you're meeting me on the week that I found out that my future wife doesn't know what tapas is, and I do. Now, I, just only, I only share this with you as the audience because there's no other way in which I'm cooler than my future wife. There's literally no... She knows how to skateboard. Her hair naturally forms into a pompadour. Like, she's the coolest person in the world. And then earlier this week, I was like, I don't feel well. And she was like, I think it was the tapas. And I was like, what? She's like, the tapas you ate. And I was like, when? She was like, on your plate. There was, a, uh, you know, it was like, there was tapas on there. I was like, what, the salad? She was like, no, no, the tapas. And I was like... The chickpeas? She was like, no, the tapas. I said, oh no, you don't know what tapas means. I get one thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing her shirt right now. (laughs) Because everything she owns is cooler than everything I own. When we moved out of here, she was like, I just don't know if I should bring my, like, collection of rare Blu-rays, and I was like, there's no room in the cars, we'll bring my collection of Star Wars Pez dispensers. <laughs> Blu-rays are better! They're more useful! <sighs> sure, we put on lots of plays. <laughs> but you can't, can't invite your friends over. Hey, come on over, you know what we got we got? Well, we've got each version of Yoda, two different versions of Yoda. We've got Luke with no helmet, Just kidding, they don't even make that. Idiots. (laughs) They only make him in a helmet. What's wrong with you guys? Oh man, are you guys ready for your penultimate comic? You're second to last. Oh, okay. Feels like I threw you guys off on the word penultimate. So I know what Tapas is and I know what penultimate is and everybody else is an idiot. Uh, No, you guys are great. You're really great. I didn't mean to... What was that? That's the, probably the weirdest alienate. Then at the end of the show, she made fun of everybody. Just <laughs> the whole audience. She made fun of that girl who got hurt. She brought her on stage. She shamed her. She said, try to use your knee now. It's terrible. She was real mean and friendly at the beginning and then just yelling. She was wearing her fiancé's shirt. Okay. Guys, this gentleman, he just moved here not long ago from Chicago. I love his stuff. I think this is also, this is, this is his first time on the UCP stage. He's amazing. You guys are going to love him. Let's hear right now from Mr. Mike Stanley, guys. Give it up for Mike.
6: Hey, guys. How are you? This is exciting. Thank you so much for coming out. It's an exciting night. I just, uh, I just turned 35 this week. I just turned 30... <laughs> Five. Thank you. I'm a smoker. I'm a smoker with no health insurance, and I grew up in Detroit. So every day's a gift, kind of. It's been a week of celebration. Let me ask you this, guys. Have you guys ever gotten so drunk that at the end of the night, you think you're looking at a menu in a diner, but it turns out you're sitting on your toilet looking at a picture of a sandwich on Instagram? <laughs> calling your girlfriend waitress for 20 minutes waitress don't call your girlfriend waitress that's mean she's an actress they hate that they mm. Mm. not me you guys i quit drinking actually it's been three years since i had a drop of alcohol three years thank you ugly chicks are pissed Like, sorry, I'm not taking the potion that fixes your face anymore. Uh, That's the thing. When you quit drinking, no one tells you this. You've got no excuses for anything you do anymore. Every decision that you make, 100% your own. No one's ever blamed a one-night stand on being drowsy. You know what I mean? No one's ever had too much soup and thrown a trash can through the windshield of a squad car. If I piss the bed now, I'm fucked. I have no... Excuse for pissing the bed. If I do it at a friend's house, that's even worse What am I gonna say? Oh, I left the window open. Wolves must have jumped in Pissed all over your comforter and just my crotch They were very selective about the territory they were marking Wolves are tricky watch discovery People ask me all the time if I miss drinking, and I do. I miss the camaraderie. Like the last time I got really drunk, I was hanging out with my high school buddies, and I was just like, wow, I cannot wait until you guys graduate. <laughs> three more years. You guys hang in there. It's good to be in Los Angeles. Every day's an adventure, right? Today I've eaten three avocados and ridden in two Priuses, so. I'm pretty sure that's a California, California full house right there. I'm pretty sure if I drop someone off to go hiking or pet a chihuahua, I just get a free boob job. That's, that's how that works, right? I like living here. Everyone's very fit here. Everyone takes really good care of themselves. I'm trying, you guys. I'm trying to keep up. I've been eating out of measuring cups. Not for any dietary reason. I just don't have a dishwasher in my new place. So if any of you babes want to swing by for a fourth a cup of raisins. Drop me a line. Everyone takes really good care of themselves out here. I try. I go to the gym. I go every day. Yeah. Every day, guys. For two hours. Every day. 20 minutes of that's just me untangling my earbuds. But after that, it is crunch time in there. I do. I go to the gym for two hours every day. My friends go, Stanley, that's crazy. You go to the gym for two hours every day? What, do you want to look like a bodybuilder? Yeah. Yeah a female bodybuilder. I think that's a reasonable goal considering my size. I'm not that big. I don't want to look like a male bodybuilder. Those guys look gross. Go find your neck, asshole. What are you doing? You ever see a male bodybuilder on the front of a muscle magazine? They're just all round and veiny. It just looks like someone's squeezing a pair of balls. Right? They're always screaming. They're always like... Like, why is there a screaming pair of balls on the front of that magazine? There are children in the checkout. Female bodybuilders. Have you thought about them? Let's talk about them. Now's the time. Are they hot? What do you think, bud? Kind of muscly. Yeah, that's implied in female bodybuilding. I like them. I'm into them. I like the type of chick that looks like she can put a permanent kink in your crank with one Kegel. You know what I mean? Dent me. That's what I say, guys. Dent me. I'm into it. A female bodybuilder? I would date one, absolutely. Think of all the practical uses for that. Like, babe, this phone book's too big to fit in the drawer. Can you tear it in half for me really quick? You're so strong. That's sexy. I want to come home from work and have someone so excited to see me that they prop me up onto a kitchen counter grab the nape of my neck and start making out with me. Just, ah! Ah! ah. I'm like, I want to watch a horror movie with you. You make me feel safe. There would be some drawbacks though to a female bodybuilder, right? Like, let's say she's at the gym. You would get those phone calls while she's at the gym. You're just at home, being a good boyfriend, doing boyfriend stuff, right? You're just there, your phone rings, Oh, hey, what's up, babe? Oh, hey, what's up? Nothing, I'm just making you some gluten-free cupcakes, the healthy ones that you like so much. Oh, that sounds delicious. When are you coming home? It's getting dark, and scared. I'm scared. i got to do, like, ten more squats, and then I'll be there, babe. Squats, that's hot. Can I listen? Sure. Oh! One, two, you guys get it. You get it. I was watching one of those strongman competitions, which I will watch. I'll watch a weightlifting contest because I don't watch normal sports. There's too much to keep track of. Too many players, too many stats. You have to know who's a murderer. I can't do it. I'll watch a weightlifting contest. I don't need to know anything to enjoy that. I'm just like, that guy's going to pick that up. That's it. And if he doesn't pick it up, I'm like, that guy should have been better at picking that up. <laughs> he avoided pizza for a year, and now he looks like a jerk on television. I was watching this, this weightlifting contest, right? And it blew my mind, right? Here's what happened. This guy... Right? These guys were taking this keg and they were throwing it backwards over their head over this wall behind them. They were taking a keg and they were throwing it backwards over this wall behind them. All of these guys could do it. One guy could not. I don't know why. I don't know if he didn't go to college or what the story was. <laughs> he could not do it. So as he was walking away from the event because he was disqualified, these two reporters ran up and they tried to get an interview with him and they shove a microphone right into his face. But before he could answer any of their questions, he just starts bawling. He starts crying his eyes out. Big strong man crying his eyes out. And I thought to myself, that's the strongest man in this competition. (laughs) He's the strongest man in the world. Aren't afraid to cry, you guys. That's right, I'm looking around this room and there's some tough dudes in here and I'm not gonna deny that, okay? Tough dudes, but let me ask you this. How's this muscle doing? (laughs) When's the last time you did a few reps on the old passion pump? <laughs> Be a sweetheart. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't take much. I'm Mike Stanley. Thank you, guys. So much.
2: Guys, Mike Stanley! Oh, yes! We have one final comic, and she is one of our favorites here. Put your hands together. We love it when she comes by. She's been all over your TVs. Tonight, she's here. Let's hear it from Miss Allie Wong, guys. Give it up for Ally) Allie! Thank you for doing the show, first of all, always. So fun. Always, always a pleasure. Actually, some of that stuff I had heard before, but like not in that order. And I always love that when you get a chance to see like a comic dropping different, like transitioning between things and like adding punchlines to stuff. Well, I'm trying to think of like what it was that. The wet spot one. Mm-hmm. the what, About the post-sex wet spot.
4: I don't think it was that. Uh, anyway, but yes, maybe. But anyway, yeah, I like. Lo- I love... Thank you. I'm I trying to stuff. do an hour. I think I'm going to shoot an hour in January. Oh, awesome. So it's a lot uh, For Comedy Central. No, I'm going to do For... with New Wave. <gasps> oh, great. And then see where it goes. That and then see where it goes. goes. Nah. Yeah, shopping around. But it's really... Hard to do an hour because I just did John Oliver's stand up thing yeah. and that like burns seven minutes. I'm not one of those prolific comics who can
2: just. <gasps> How many TV sets have you done now two. though? Two. I've just <laughs> two, done, done two. Yeah. Well, one of them was The Tonight Show.
4: Yeah, it was The Tonight Show, which is like five minutes long, and then John Oliver's like seven minutes Well, the long. other reason I said you've been all over their TVs is because you've also done like sitcom stuff. I, I mean, mean you have you've like. Sitcom sitcom you've done some stuff. stuff. I've done some stuff, but it's like with stand up, yes. like I'm just not one of those like prolific comics yes. who just keeps sure churning out stuff. It's really hard for. Me to um, like build new material or like you know, and it's really good because an hour has given me the motivation to wow. do more, otherwise, I would and it makes me take advantage of the road. This is, this is something I should, like when you go on the road, yeah. Like,
2: I was worried that like last year when I did it, I was like becoming a hack. Well, I was just going to say that it's so interesting because I think we actually have opposite things we're working on, which is, like, I can make up a, like, not make up a story, but I can punch a story out on stage, and it goes really well. Yeah. But, like, me, re- repeating and honing an hour is harder because, like...
4: It's boring. You know, so it's like different people. Different people it's, are working on different but it's, things. It's like boring for yeah. us to do the same hour and over absolutely. And over. Like it gets tiring to you. Yeah. And if it's tiring to you, then like the audience helps tiring to you. Right. So then you have to like get good at like pretending that it's fresh and or like add tags thing, to make it fresh.
2: Yeah. That thing of keeping it fresh. Whenever I watch comics who've been doing it for like twenty five years or something like that, that is what I'm always trying to look for. Is like how do you still care? Yeah, you know what I mean? About, like, you mean those like, jokes? Yeah, about yeah. their jokes, or yeah. also just like, yeah, about their jokes, but it's just know. like, like an old cast. joke. Yes, an old joke, or even like new material, but you know they're touring so much, because they're like, at a point in their career, where they're like, yeah. out all the time. So it's, well, that's a it's thing, a like, very, it's a skill. Yeah, if I, like what I should have
4: done last year, when I went on the road a lot, I should have, wrote more. Mm. And I think, you just have to force yourself, to just like, just every night, give yourself, at least, just challenge yourself to do at least one new idea. I love
2: that. Because yeah. also, I'm actually trying to record an album in January, and I think that, I'm hoping that, like, I... Yeah, kick into smash gear. Smash it all out on the yeah. radio, and then it, like... Smash it. Comes smash back smash together. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Gail, I can't wait to see your hour. I'm sure it's to be fantastic. You. I can't wait to full of it. faith and confidence. Right. yeah let's hear it for Ali Wong and actually while you're at it keep it going for everybody you saw tonight (laughs) guys I'm Cameron thank you so much for coming out to the show there'll be another show right after this so if you can exit quickly we'd appreciate that we're every Tuesday night at the UCB theater come back and see us again and thanks so much
0: put your hands together put
1: your hands together put your hands together put your hands together Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to color with your hands together. Put your hands together.